podcast, Greater Than Yourself, Season 4. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to a podcast greater than yourself. I am your host, and I always have been. My name is Ted C. I'm joined today by the wonderful, the talented, the hilarious, the recovered, and the kind Leia O. And we have a special guest today for the first time ever, I believe. Um, would you care to introduce yourself, sir? Yeah. Um, is Leia going to say anything? Is that how we normally do it? <laughs> is this where I speak now? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, I'm Leia. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. And I can't believe I'm sitting with John Barleycorn and, and uh, the sitting Senator Ted C <laughs> in, you know, one room, sort of. What yeah. an absolute Great pleasure. Great to be here. Well, yeah, we're actually recording this uh, in a breakout room at a 24-hour newcomer meeting on Zoom. <laughs> We're the only ones that showed up who raised their hands to sponsor. The, the, newcomer, yep. the newcomer didn't join us. Uh, the newcomer didn't come. You know, that's true because, you know, that's not true because they segregate uh, people by the whatever sex they were born in those breakout rooms. God forbid you speak to a woman. Um, yeah, hi. I'm John. It's it's John, right? Yes. Hey, yes. John. Hi. I I'm so pleased to be in this podcast with the both of you. I've waited to be in a podcast with Leah for a while, and uh, Leah, sorry, and it is a privilege and a joy. Absolutely, I agree. you can't see me, but I'm smiling like crazy now. <laughs> I agree. Um, we for listeners we can't see her because she's wearing one of those guy fox anonymous masks as is required <laughs> total uh, anonymity right yeah so i'm i'm the guest for our burning desire and as everyone by at home hopefully knows by now uh we would just let whoever the guest is just burn their desires rant uh, on rant and we thought John doesn't get to rant enough. I haven't heard enough. I haven't heard enough of it. I want more. We, we got to let John speak some more. <laughs> He's being But silent. I agree. But I agree. Yeah. John, uh, we're we're really excited to hear what you came here uh, today to speak to us about. And and I wore him down. Uh, he wasn't going to do it. And I was like, no, it'll be fun. And it will be fun, all mostly because I wanted to be the host for an episode. But I'm also looking forward to hearing your burning desire. Yeah, thank you. Well, first off, thank you for uh, completely burying me before then sort of backdoor admitting that this was your idea. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
I've said it before. I'll probably say it again. I have no idea why anyone would want to hear me talk any more than I already have on this thing. Uh, and maybe they don't. Who knows? Maybe they just like everybody else talking. And I happen to be like the uh, paprika on top of the potato salad. Merely decorative. <laughs> Merely utilitarian. I serve a purpose. Uh, but for the purpose of uh, this episode, I did show up with the topic... I kind of, I'm going to just be like an eight-year-old and keep wiping my <laughs> my, my moist nostrils with my hand. Nah, got me doing it. <laughs> We're just yeah, all of us. Uh, Leia's the only one here who's not got little sniffies. So, yeah, burning desire. Um, I like that you, Leia, <laughs> this is so difficult. <laughs> It's like it's like the part where my brain slows down every episode. Yeah. I really like Ted how you <laughs> um I like how you 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 said like, you know, yeah, rant, show up and rant. Um I think when I when I had the idea for the episodes to do shorter ones that are just like, hey, show up with a topic and share. My thinking was that um people would would show up and be like yeah i got a topic i really want to chew the fed on this or whatever and like kind of just like go on a topic and that has not happened a single time yeah no one has been like here's me speaking for 15 straight minutes you know what i mean um and i think that really speaks to something about the people who we have in our orbit and have on our show um being more interested in uh, discourse than pontification. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is pretty dope. Um, there's plenty of people who I think are, are more interested in hearing themselves speak than having an actual conversation that involves listening. Um, and so that's really, really cool that nobody is really... Uh, like, don't get me wrong, every single person I invited on the show to do a Burning Desire... I specifically chose because I would like to hear them rant for half an hour straight. <laughs> yeah. But no one's done it. Everyone's been like, hey, so I want to know what you think, you know? And so that's been really cool. Um, so with that in mind, I have prepared 35 minutes of... <laughs> this is what I wanted to ask. <laughs> it's like, which one are you then? What are we going to be, you know, listening to here? Are we having a conversation or it's going to be a 25-minute right. share and a drunk log? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to get right to the point. Um, so I was born in... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so um, the topic that... I am coming to this uh, <laughs> burning desire with is hearing inventory. Um, I think that this could be about a fifth step experience or 10 steps specifically as the person who is being presented with the inventory. So not the person writing it or reading it, not me when I go to somebody and say, hey, I got upset at work today, but the person who is receiving that inventory. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I've, I, okay, there's a few things here, right? 
Um, first off, I kind of want to like lay some ground groundwork for what that looks like in my life right now, currently. Um, I have, oh, I don't know, maybe like a dozen folks who I know are uh, recovered and active in the actual work of 10, 11, and 12 from the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, And um, I have maybe, I don't know, a couple other people who have zero experience with um, any of that. They're not alcoholics even, right? Um, Let alone recovered, let alone active in the work. Um, So probably about maybe, maybe 10 to 15 people who I will reliably turn to in times of, uh, you know, when a 10 step comes up for me personally. Um, and the reason I want to clarify that is because there is a difference between how I present a 10 step to someone who is recovered and who is doing the, the work actively out of the book and how I present uh, an inventory to somebody who's just like some some person, you know, who's not in AA. Um, so that's one thing I want to lay out there. Second thing is, um, when, when I say that there's a difference <laughs> in how I present that, uh, I'm not editing my, um, like, the truth of my inventory when I present it to someone. Um, but... I'm also not asking somebody to understand things they shouldn't understand, you know? So, for instance, like, if I get upset about something and I feel fearful um, and I am out with my wife shopping for furniture, um, I am not going to stop my life and try to call my sponsor or somebody else in AA who I know is active in the work and be on the phone with them for 15 minutes. Like, I do not have time for that. That is not, I do not feel that that is what God would have me do in that situation. Um, typically, that would look something more like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick, and when I'm in the bathroom at Ikea or whatever the hell we're doing, uh, I'm going to just like scribble down a little inventory in my phone and then pray and um, when I go back and I'm with my wife, I'm going to say, yeah, uh, I just kind of feel a little fearful, you know, I talk about this and that, and I'll kind of, in general, like basic, normal human terms, talk about the stuff in like a fourth column, selfishness, or, you know, I felt fear or whatever, or I'll just talk about the fear that I'm having or whatever, just so that I can kind of go through the process of humility that takes place when you present inventory to another person, right? So, uh, saying that up front to say that um, I, I understand that uh, different 10-step situations um, involve different dynamics, right? So, I just want to kind of get that out there. For sure. Yeah. So, what um, comes to my mind when I think about specifically being the person who's hearing inventory from someone um, is what is what is my role in that situation like what am I supposed to be doing 
Um, and and like with a lot of stuff that we talk about, what am I? <laughs> what am I not supposed to be doing? Um, and I think probably like the Alcoholics Anonymous way to say this all would be like, what is helpful and what is not helpful, right? How am I to be most effective? And um, what does that look like? So I think um, the reason that this came up is I haven't experienced this like directly for me uh, in quite some time. Uh, But people I sponsor and people I know who I don't sponsor, who I just talk to and we bounce inventory off each other have certainly experienced this, you know, quite recently. Um, but it's the experience of taking inventory to someone who is in AA, who is ostensibly, <laughs> that's, that's one for uh hammy there. Ostensibly. <laughs> I can't fucking say that word now. <laughs> thinking about his massive beard. Um, the, uh, the person I'm presenting the inventory to in this setting is one of these people who's recovered, who's active in the work, who, you know, maybe even bounces this inventory off me. Um, and this first thing that I want to talk about is that what they end up doing um, in their capacity as the person who's in the role of like hearing the inventory, what they end up doing is giving me advice. And they end up maybe giving me like some sort of homespun wisdom that was passed down from them or some sort of like, uh, God, I really don't want to be a jerk here. The term that comes to my mind is like fortune cookie stuff. You know, it's kind of like, it's like a 10 step slogan. You know, it's this kind of stuff where like I have a fear, uh, or I have difficulty. Like, let's just say, you know, I'm presenting like, Oh, I've got inventory, you know, about a fear, fear about like money. I'm not making enough. I'm worried about that. And the response that I get in inventory or in a 10 step discussion is like, uh, yeah, you know, um, but God's got you or whatever. Right. Sure. You know, the the response is just like, Oh, well you're, yeah, you know, (laughs) God will take care of you. God won't let you fail. You know, stuff like that. Right. Um, to me, I think that we're missing out on a whole lot if my reaction to someone trusting me with the, you know, humbling process of like presenting inventory to me, if my if my response to that is like giving them advice or like um, pointing them toward even even something specifically that worked for me, presenting that as like, here's what you should do. Here, do this, right? Um, Mm. do you guys have experience with having that kind of thing happen when you're presenting inventory to someone? Because like I said, I I don't have recent experience with it. When I say recent, I mean like it's been a few years since I, you know, I, I couldn't get a hold of my sponsor, couldn't get a hold of somebody who I work with or who I know does inventory similarly to me. And I like, you know, went to a recovered friend and... Um, you know, they kind of said, oh, well, the character asset here would be this and that and, try, and you know, you should try acting on this instinct and you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Do you guys have, have experience with this happening? I, is that, is I, I, 
Yeah, this I don't is the part where I in. ask if you jump. have experience directly. <laughs> I asked twice already. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> Wait, was that a question? <laughs> go. D- uh, <laughs> I think that, yeah, Ted, you go first. Yeah, no, I definitely do. So to, I have experience on both sides of this fence. Uh, one is uh, that like, <laughs> that, like, weird dance that you sometimes do where you're like you're calling somebody who you've never talked to about a 10 step before and you realize you have no idea how they do their inventories oh <laughs> yes you're like, you're like uh so what i normally do when i call <laughs> my sponsor is i do it like this please you know don't change this on me it's like right it's like trying to plug an american uh electrical <laughs> component into a european outlet where you're like, i don't know weird I, ass fucking japanese yeah, outlets right. i don't know this is gonna fucking work at all um so that's one uh i hadn't even thought of that so i love that I, I, pref- I prefer not to do it just because mm. it's just i, I spend more because but also by mm. the time i'm calling somebody with inventory i'm cranked yeah so i really don't i don't want to feel weird and uncomfortable in the delivery of my the thing that i'm cranked about right mm-hmm. i just want it's mm-hmm. not a comfortable thing ever, but I want it to be as comfortable as possible. Um, so that's the first thing I'd say. The second thing is, yeah, no, I've I've had conversations with, um, I've had, I've had conversate ten steps where I've been, you know, d- for lack of a better word, delivering the ten steps that I found dissatisfying. One because there's just because that's just how ten steps go sometimes. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I don't feel, <laughs> mm. I remain dissatisfied. Right. But then I've, and it's not, it's not for any reason other than just my own mm. spiritual condition. But two, I've had ten steps that where I leave dissatisfied because I feel like the person I was talking to uh, wasn't getting what I was putting down, or wasn't, or was just like you said, just giving me advice. Um, but the third thing I want to say is I've been the dude who has just given useless advice and platitudes. <laughs> I've been that dude many times. Yes. So <laughs> I feel like this is an evergreen topic because I've been on both sides of this fence. Right. Uh, I have a lot of experience with this, mostly of the, on the me being a less than stellar sounding board for other people. Right. Um, so I think it's a worthwhile uh, topic. I curious what uh princess leia <laughs> please princess um, l <laughs> princess l <laughs> yeah um it's like when i receive uh 10 steps i it's not something that i can do on the run you know like on the fly i really need to sit down and see what this person is telling me mm-hmm. um and it takes effort and like space uh, within me you know to find the right words and to see what this person where i can be most helpful but basically what this person might need from me Mm. and it really comes down to this person not needing my advice like i have no, no idea what they should be doing even if it would be very easy. Sometimes I get 10 steps where I'm like, you know what? You should really talk to your mother or, you know, (laughs) this is like your sister, like your sister needs amends. Like you really need, but Mm -hmm. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to treat people like as, as if they were children, you know, because Mm -hmm. I was subject to that in AA for, for a while. And it just doesn't work because people feel that and it's just completely counterproductive and then you my ego comes into this and i yeah. start playing god immediately yes. so i have no idea of you know what the outcome of that situation is 
So I think there's like a natural tendency for people to want to give advice and people want to receive advice because it's quick and it's fast and it's sort of like it gets you to a point where you're like okay fine that's resolved this is what i need to do but 10 steps i found work in conjunction with 11 so well Mm. because a lot of those especially those about you know talking to your mother type of stuff (laughs) you know uh take a while uh, for that intuitive thought to come in and start like working so i will i will i i don't send my 10 steps to people that i know will like jump into giving me advice mm-hmm. um even you know to loved ones so i will i will go with my 10 steps to people who are doing this process the same way as as i am and like what I have seen is that people do the same thing that I do. They set aside a time and they really focus on how to help me most without giving me advice. Mm-hmm. It's I think that Ted C talks about this program being paradoxical in a lot of ways. And this is one of them, I think, where you're like trying to take yourself out of the picture, but trying to be as helpful as possible to that person. So I can only give what I have or what i have experienced so um yeah but i have actually on like to your other point received um feedback on 10th where it was a bit like i was it was a big thing i don't remember what it was but it was something which was like bugging me for a while and it you know it it is like you say humbling and a bit painful sometimes to actually say this to another person because you're actually talking about how you know selfish you are what an asshole you are (laughs) (laughs) and it's like why the fuck would i want right but it's so you've you know you you're you've done this and you've you've humbled yourself in this way and you've talked about things you're seeing and this person comes back and says yeah you know what just take it to 11th and you're like okay yeah that's the (laughs) ultimate goal but maybe there's like you know Um, this person is like someone is giving me what you said at the beginning someone is giving me the secret right this thing this like something that's difficult for them yeah it's sort of like my role here to try to give as much back as possible without crossing into the terrain of what was it home brewed (laughs) homespun wisdom (laughs) homespun wisdom type of thing internet cheap Home internet psychology sauerkraut. <laughs> not yes. too soon we don't have time <laughs> oh no that's a whole different episode <laughs> we don't have time to get into the sauerkraut debate um firstly off uh, off the top rope come in and hot uh commander lieutenant leia whatever her title was i don't know um I, I, I'm, I'm so pumped listening to you say everything that you just said. That was so yeah. cool. I'm just like right. sitting here, like so fucking. I'm like a fan. I'm just a fan listening to that. Um, the, the one place where I think time is important in Alcoholics Anonymous and time is of value is how long you have been doing ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. And strictly speaking, it is important simply because you have more experiences 
doing exactly what you're talking about. Um, so when someone calls me with a 10 step, um, I can go, oh yeah, a few years ago, I had this one thing sort of similar and I can go, here's my experience with what recurrent inventory on that looked like with the parts of self I was seeing manifest in these different ways with how I was feeling, which was (laughs) super fucking blocked from God. Right. And then Mm -hmm. with what I was doing for months in step 11 with the inventory that I also kept doing that whole time. And so for me, what happened was I, this would come up, I'd do the inventory, I would take it to 11, I would ask for guidance specifically, I would get more and more specific with the guidance I was requesting. And then the inventory would get more and more specific. And over time, it would just narrow down. And usually with those things, like I can share my experience with them and I can say, here's what happened for me. It got funneled down to this like real specific, simple, focused thing in step 11. And then in hindsight, I was able to see that the inspirations I was following that whole time were either inspired or they weren't. And then by that process, I was able to see, okay, well, move this way, move that way. And I've either overcome or moved on from that situation through that process. And so having time being active with this stuff is a totally different thing than having time being abstinent from alcohol. Like, I would not be doing this stuff if I weren't abstinent from alcohol. (laughs) I can tell you that. Um, Mm. So, you know, like, I'm not saying, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying there's no, you know, relevance, but... As far as Alcoholics Anonymous goes, the actual spiritual practice, there's no virtue in abstinence that increases by the amount of days you have. But there is gained experience and knowledge that increases by the length of time you've been actually practicing this stuff. And that's just like how I'm better at playing the drums than I was at 16, or how, I, you know what I mean? I'm a better yeah. dad today than I was two years ago. Like, those things just come with experience and actually trying to do them and trying to go through that process. You get you get better at conveying your experience to somebody else who's going through it. Um, the other thing that I thought of immediately when Ted was speaking is <laughs> this the like writing inventory about doing inventory which is like uh, a whole like thought spiral Christopher Nolan uh, movie you're kind in of thing. deep yeah <laughs> yeah but point. but uh the most accessible example would be like um uh well I'm totally riddled with fear because I'm running inventory by someone who I don't know if they do inventory the same way as me. So I have this fear that it's going to be this confrontational, weird, embarrassing, like uh, half argument about like the right way to do inventory and the right way to do yeah. a 10th. And I'm like all in this self-pitying fear. And then it's like, but do I really have to write a fear about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I was thinking when you were talking. I So now I want to know, have you ever written inventory about that? <laughs> 
Well, so what I was just going to mention is have you, a whole other topic would be lying in an inventory because you, <laughs> because you don't want to acknowledge like nothing grosser and more shower worthy than getting off the phone for uh, for a 10 step realizing that you did nothing in service of that 10 step and you have in fact created more <laughs> garbage yes. for yourself. Yes. It's a very special kind of feeling. It's, it's hard to recreate. Uh, it's fun. Uh, one of the things you mentioned John, I think so important is you don't get any better. People seem to think that this is true, but I, my experience is that it's not. You don't get any better at helping people with this kind of stuff by just um, sharing in meetings a lot, hmm. right? Because you're not really, it's a different, it's a qualitatively different kind of a share. And this requires reciprocating, like listening and then reacting hmm. or responding. Mm-hmm. And in 10 steps, it's not like, you can't necessarily, maybe you can, but I have not gotten any better at fielding these 10 step calls just by sitting in meetings. It is a d- process of two things have been really helpful for me. One, like you said, you have to actually, I would say that it's not just doing 10 steps. You have to actually like, cause I've done a lot of 10 steps that I've phoned in where you, you have to like really do a degree of introspection when you're doing your 10 steps in order mm. to do what you described, which is like, oh yeah, I did this. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's what it looked like for me. You have to like, you can't just be like, Cause what I'll <laughs> do my it. Just, my four, <laughs> yeah, like, let me grab my thing. My, my four columns will be like, uh, uh, I'm, fear. that's all I'm thinking right now is like, who's going to read actual who's inventory the first? first? One gonna do it. <laughs> right. uh, well, so like uh, sometimes I'll just put in my shorthand way, like my fourth column or whatever is like fear, selfish, self-seeking, inconsiderate. I'll just write those things mm-hmm. and I'll like, I'm sure that that's true. I don't need to look at that any closer. Like I'm just scared, mm. right? Right? Like, mm. But you, you take like, that'll longer, cover it. You, yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever I call is not going to hassle me if I just say fear. Like that, that sounds pretty good. Mm. Yeah, because they're going to be like, oh, "Cool, okay, I'll get off the phone quicker here." Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, that's close to like generic terms for the things that are happening to me, which are true but are not detailed enough to be useful. Right. Uh, so one, you have to actually do inventory and. Mm. Um, in order to get better. And two, um, I think you need more time doing it because you have to have fucked it up and Mm. you have to, you have to have been less than stellar at receiving someone else's inventory. And then comma, you have to look at that at the end of the day in 11 or the next morning in 11. If you don't do that, then it's a wasted uh, Mm. opportunity too. Right. Cause if you can show up, do a shitty job listening to an inventory, never realize you did a shitty job listening to an inventory because you don't reflect on what you have done that day. And then the complete waste of time. So like, like, uh, Leia said, it's like, they are interconnected. If you don't, if you're missing any piece of this feedback loop, then you're not improving. Um, which is a, a bitch. Um, yeah. And I would just want, the other thing I just wanted to mention is, my gut reaction in a fifth step or a tenth step is, and this is this is my alcoholism. <laughs> I just I want to. Your gut fix reaction it. is to compulsively drink alcohol. Is what you're saying? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you tell me anything about yourself, and all I can think about is how badly I want to drink. Uh, no, it's like I want to fix it. Like some guy telling me mm. about how broken his relationship with his father is, and I'm like, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I could probably give me ten minutes. I could probably get the bottom of this thing. <laughs> Let's unpack this, right? Like, I'm, I'm that delusional. You like that grab I think a I grab think. a folding chair, turn it around backwards, sit on it with your arms my, up. My big book is a DSM five, actually, and I just <laughs> scroll to the page that's you know. Uh, like I read a couple Twitter threads about this last weekend, and I actually have some. Sh- 
you know, like that is my go-to reaction. And so I think Leah mentioned this where it's like, I think it's harder to, to have the degree of humility as the person listening to be like, yeah, I mean, fuck, I don't really know for sure. Uh, I'm not going to try to fix this, even though it's contrary to every fiber in my being, not to, especially when it's like, quit stealing shit from Kroger, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. We wouldn't be here right now. Like, quit going to that Dollar General. That's be nice to your kids. Yeah. Like, why are you such a dick to the people closest to you, friend? You know that kind of thing. And it's like, that's what I want to do. Um, but it is, it is, it is harder to do this other thing. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, I think, because it's actually helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Conversely, it's, it's. I, I think now. Uh, it's probably the more loving thing to do. It's oh yeah, sort of like counterintuitive for a person who re- who like me who really wants to like get their hands into the dirt and say, okay, we're doing. You know, we're gonna get to the bottom of this, and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna push you through this. The more loving thing is actually for this person to, and even as the book says repeatedly, n- not sure if those are the exact words, but stand on their feet. And the only way they're going to do it is by relying on God. And if I'm in the picture, then yeah, it's like it's, that's that's not how it's going to work. Yeah, right. that's a great point. The difference between nice and kind. It's like I want to be the guy who's like, I have an answer for you, and I'm going to charm you on the phone for 15 minutes, razzle dazzle mm. you with my advice. You're going to feel a little bit better. Then I'm going to go on my merry way. And that feels like the kind. Like in reality, that's like maybe sort of a quote unquote nice thing to do, but completely not kind at all um yeah it's not helpful yeah and then I, the thing yeah go, ahead. go john no you go ahead it's just that like if i mean you've done the steps right and you, you you've gone through one to eleven you're in ten and eleven but you're not sponsoring you're not giving yourself the opportunity not to mention, obviously, like other people who need this desperately, what you have, mm-hmm. but you're not giving yourself the opportunity to actually s- see what it is and experience, you know, what it is being at the receiving end of a tenth. So it, the depth that you acquire for your own tenth and eleventh practice through sponsorship is that that's where the loop is, right? Between 10, 11, and 12. It's like, it's just a. Uh, the fish eating its its tail so i mean i'm sure that you can that it's possible to enlarge your spiritual condition in 10 and 11 when you're not sponsoring to a degree but it will it will only get you you know that far uh and then obviously uh if if you're not sponsoring then it's you're just not going to get the full experience of 10, 11, obviously, and and 12 Mm -hmm. in how they feed into each other in this absolutely amazing mosaic way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that, excuse me, the, the the thing that you were talking about, Ted, about being uh, different from sharing in meetings, I think that that's what, and I just want to say, that is where this comes from that like being the dude who shows up and gives good share, you know, who like wows everyone with how like fucking cool they sound in a meeting, you know, and, and they tie everything up with a little pretty bow at the end of their little story share, like Paul Harvey or whatever, you know, 
Um, and like, uh, everything's like a little, you know, reader's digest, like a novel condensed into like four paragraphs, you know, in their share. Yeah. Those are the fucking guys who, when when you bring inventory to them, it's like, you know, uh, Benny used to tell me that, uh, you know, and they just like go into this like, again, like this homespun, like back porch <laughs> kind of like, you know, the novelization of the film or whatever. Um, and it's like this like uh, greeting card sort of mentality of like, I'm going to I'm going to distract you with like well-meaning stuff that is not of any substance really, you mm -hmm. know. I think that this stuff could be quite helpful for someone who has no need for direct access to uh a process that like unblocks them from the selfishness that's keeping them from being connected to God and the people around them. I think if you don't need that, like, yeah, give me, give me all of like the Oprah isms and all the Dr. Phil stuff, like preach it, sing it to me, you know? Well, why are you even taking 10 step calls at that point? <laughs> <laughs> all of the sober influencer stuff is the same shit. It's just like, okay, cucumber water, you are strong. You can do this. And that's like that's just not my role when I'm hearing inventory. That's not the role that I take on. Um, and I think that there's two big things there. Uh, one is that I am 100% super, super good with telling someone that I am not qualified to give them any sort of guidance on their problem. Um, guidance on medications they're taking guidance on their physical health things that they're doing in their marriage at their job like what type of social life they have um their financial situation <laughs> i'm not i'm not qualified to do any of that shit um the fact that anyone brings me questions on stuff like that i think again it all stems from this stuff in meetings that you were alluding to which is I'm going to go to a meeting and I'm going to give my problems to the group and they're just going to tell me how to fix my problems. And it's just going to be, uh, what does Leia call it? Um, what did you call factory? it? Bad therapy <laughs> or Oh, cheap therapy. Cheap therapy. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, because it, it's not free therapy because uh, my time is worth something. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also like this whole thing of um, like if I'm not going with my tenth step to a person who knows what this is about, mm -hmm. then uh, it's going to be very easy for people to, as someone put it, uh, very succinctly, co-sign my bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm if I'm sharing this in a in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous where. Uh, like two thirds of the people there are unrecovered and they're not doing this work and they haven't been through this work or they think they have, but they, you know, like did the steps in two years. So like the dilute, the, the effect is completely diluted. Right. Then, 
then it's going to be very easy for people because pe- people naturally want to help, mm-hmm. especially in places like where, you know, there's a lot of suffering and so on. So people will naturally want to say, oh, you know, but it's okay. Uh, what is it? Right. You should uh, like establish boundaries or right. avoid triggers, you know, stuff like, like this cheap. Amends. Make living amends. Just this this whole cheap uh, like psychology from the internet will, and people will think that they're helping, but what they're actually doing is is precisely this: co-signing my yes. bullshit. So I'm gonna leave that meeting feeling better, but I'm not going to, in any way, gain uh, any effectiveness in my spiritual life. Right. And my selfish, my own selfishness gets better disguised and harder to uh, identify mm-hmm. and more more deeply ingrained in the rest of my life uh i was at a meeting like several years ago where i was sharing about how i hadn't finished i hadn't even attempted to make amends to my undergraduate institution that i had stolen a bunch of money from and afterwards uh dude comes up to me goes fuck him you don't need to do that like let me like i don't like a lot of time like oh you don't need to do that Uh, like magic wand like that's not (laughs) that's don't worry about that, bro. And I was like, oh, great. I'd love to not do that. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm right. Home and I'm like, what the fuck is that guy? What? It's not but true. Like, like in retrospect right now, like what? Like just, just hearing the story, like what an objectively absurd thing to say to a stranger. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know details. I, I heard you, I heard you a throwaway line in your share during the step nine meeting about maybe owing amends for theft. Let me just go ahead and relieve you of that obligation, stranger. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, I, I, I think, um, I think something that everyone who is operating in a sponsorship capacity, and I'm kind of using euphemistic reaching language there because uh, I t- I hear inventory from tons of people I don't sponsor. You know, so I'm not. I don't and 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 uh the flip side of that is that I take my inventory to people who don't sponsor me and people who I sponsor take their inventory to me and to other people I sponsor and to other people I don't sponsor and so on, right? So yeah. I, it's that firstly the myth that like I have to be tied ball and chain for life to this person I call a sponsor and they got to be my fucking personal hero and my guru and my teacher and all this shit. It's like uh, <laughs> this is untrue, <laughs> right? Okay. So second thing, um, in a sponsorship capacity, I think that one thing that all of us could benefit from, from understanding is it is okay to not know it is super duper. Okay. It yeah. is preferable right. to cop to not knowing to spiritually, uh, to recognize the spiritual consent that you're in contract with someone uh, when they call you with this private, personal, as we've all admitted, sometimes humiliating and embarrassing information, right? With the goal to be clear of their inventory to go be more useful, right? When someone calls you that way, in spiritual consent, in that sort of contract, that social contract with them, it is more loving to say, I do not have any idea how to help you with this. And honest. Yes. Mm. And honest. Mm. Um, and like you mentioned, I, I love it, Ted, earlier. is like when dishonesty uh, happens, 
in this dynamic. So what does that look like for me hearing inventory is like, uh, well, I've heard the same fucking inventory from this person 15 times. So I'm just going to be playing Tony Hawk on mute while they spill their inventory (laughs) into my ear. And then later in my, and you mentioned this in my nightly review, uh, yeah, I could have been much more present in, in hearing that inventory today. Uh, that Those are was the definitely, worst. I hate that. Yeah, that was definitely a failing. It was uh, spiritually dishonest. That was really selfish of me. Um, God, show me what corrective measures should be taken there. Um, and God will show me. And yeah. what that looks like often is the very next day or soon, I get a call about inventory and the intuitive thought comes to my mind. Yeah, this is not uh, this is not an opportunity to go play Tony Hawk. This is about focusing on being useful to this person. Um, and I so think you just say, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Very clearly, I'm going to ignore that phone. Call. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what God wants me to do. Ignore. <laughs> yeah. So, and I and I think uh, when I say like, how can I be useful? Um, you know, uh, phoning that in, being like half present. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a half measure thing, you know. It's kind of like, well, am I being useful? You know. Um, so the the kind of other side of that coin is this thing that you mentioned earlier, Leia, which is like, well, take it to eleven. You know, it's like, oh, okay, you read your 10. Okay, take it to 11. All right, I got to go get a burger. See ya, you know. Um, And I think that two things are this. First thing, I think if you're you're doing a 10-step because you're looking for advice, anything someone says that's not advice will sound dismissive, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is with this idea of that, it is okay, maybe actually preferable to just say, I don't know, uh, and to like redirect to the, to the path toward finding out. Um, I think that, and I feel from, from my experience with this, um, my role here is to remind you, you've done the inventory, it's pretty clear if I have any experience with similar inventory or if I know someone who does, I can offer that and I can be like, Hey, I can link you up with this person or here's what happened with me. Here's what that looked like. But if I don't, and there's nowhere really to go with it, it's really my role in this capacity to remind you that like the people in the world are not going to be your guiding force here. This is going to be, part of your development, um, taking this specific thing into your 11 step, spending more time on this. It's just the same as like my marriage. If I was struggling with, um, you know, night stuff with my kid, with my wife, if I don't put more energy into helping at night, get the baby down, my wife's not going to feel good about that part of our relationship. If I have something that I feel is between me and God, no matter how much I look at it, if I don't seek to improve that situation 
the way that we do that in AA is through 11-step connection, connecting, you know, like trying to go in deeper, ask for more guidance, spend more time with it. If I'm not doing that, I'm not growing toward God. I'm not fostering that relationship, right? So I think that that can seem like dismissive if someone is looking for advice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also the caveat there is, of course, it can 100% be dismissive. I have definitely called people to inventory and they're like, cool, talk to God, click, you know, bye. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And that kind of goes back to the thing Ted was talking about where it's like, I'm on pins and needles calling someone with inventory who I was like, I don't know how they do do this. I'm going to be like, all right, cool. Thanks. Bye. You know, I've been thinking about, um, sorry, like if we should all say like one, like, advice i mean one inventory each no (laughs) i guess this is sort of dumb maybe but i was like okay if there's one thing that like i think it's important i know we're doing this whole episode about how you don't want to give advice but i'm like there are things that have proven very helpful for me as the per like if there are people who are like okay well you didn't give me any specific instructions about how to field it 10 step inventories so you're talking about advice on the other side though about hearing it not giving yeah, advice I'm, as the person do it, hearing it. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So like, I'm just thinking about for me. Like, well said. It was my, pretty convoluted, actually. <laughs> I think I could. Yeah. I'm more. like. I'm. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting here, nodding and smiling, <laughs> hoping you guys will notice that I'm like. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I need to set up a what is a one sentence. Qu- this is the idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the idea? What you're saying is, as the person hearing the inventory. What would be helpful for them to hear about hearing inventory? Yes. So I'll go first. I, if when I get a phone call, I try any phone call, but particularly from somebody in AA, I'm going to pray, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pray about, about when I know I'm receiving, when I'm going to be on the other end of the inventory. And specifically what I'm going to pray for is, uh, uh, we've talked about it already, but being uh, loving, honest, unselfish which by that i mean not making how well this how well i perceive this inventory goes about me mm-hmm. and and pure in my motivation to help them grow in understanding and effectiveness so like a big one for me obviously i don't know if you caught it is the unselfish thing where i'm like it doesn't matter if this is an awkward phone call it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if i feel useless after the end of this phone call it doesn't matter if i have nothing you feel like haven't contributed anything uh it's not what what they do or do not do, think or do not think, mm. they or do not say is not about me. And whether or not this problem gets solved at the end of this phone call is not about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm literally just here to be uh, like the conduit for this thing. And I find that very helpful. The other thing that I would that's, say is... To that's just, good shit. <laughs> the other thing I would say is just to do a lot of these. Like the first one you do, you're going to be like, oh, that's garbage. But like do a lot of these and you'll... like. I feel like the most useful things that I've ever said, <laughs> like the most helpful things that I've ever said is because I'm like, I've had four of these phone calls today. Uh, I'm not even like, like you start to, it's sort of weird, but like you start to not even think a lot about them. You're like, Oh, I'm on, I, I know it sounds bad. But like I'm kind of on autopilot. I know like my role here and I'm just actually just listening and not overthinking it. And I just said some shit that felt like the right thing to say. And then afterwards you're like, Hey, that was a, that was cool. <laughs> like, there wasn't a lot of like Ted garbage in there. That was just yeah. That's like uh, 
I was like almost entirely rid of self there. <laughs> and, and you know, it's like kind of the thing that for me that I don't realize as it's happening. <laughs> right. Uh, but those are the two things that, especially the, the prayer, super helpful for me. Right. Mm. You got one, Leia? An inventory? <laughs> <laughs> Several. <laughs> I, um, yeah, no, what I was thinking as, uh, as, as Ted was talking was that my, my brain just completely slowed down there, <laughs> but, um, was that there's this final piece of step 10, mm. right? Which, which is like, be uh, at the end of everything. It like goes beyond this humbling experience where you're, you know, telling all of this to to another person which is turning your thoughts to being helpful mm. to someone yeah. so that's like as a sponsor as a sponsor or a person receiving a 10th step that's out of my hands completely but it's like the final probably most important piece of step right. 10 <laughs> um and so it like i need to remember that i feel uh and that that helps me um, when I'm receiving a 10th step, because, uh, you know, it's easy to put that pressure on myself where I'm like, I need to say something incredible here right. to this person. Like yeah. this needs to be just, this needs to be like the best <laughs> spiritual shit this person has ever heard. And it's about their, you know, like their daughter's dog being sick, right? But this is like my <laughs> moment of spiritual glory where this person will be completely enlightened. So it's it's easy to get into that and think, okay, I really need to, I mean, jokes aside, but it, and without exaggeration, it's like, I really need to give this person something because, you know, it's mm-hmm. like what you said, I thought that was so to the point and so great. It's a social contract that we have and uh, with this person whenever I get, you know, a call with the 10th step. So like the, uh, the, the sense that this, this better be, this, this has to be worthwhile Mm. is, is, you know, it might be, it might sort of put me off kilter as to what my role is in listening to this. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, like what you say, you know, John, I don't need to be the master of, you know, 40 days in the desert type of thing and be, you know, like give this amazing feedback. Uh, but just this, um, be careful with that. And then, you know, like look at it and give it your best shot. Uh, put yourself aside as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's it's really that last part, the prayer and the last part of turning your thoughts to being helpful to mm. someone that gets you out of, that gets this person out of their 10th step. The like part of where they're admitting that to someone, it might contribute to the sense of ease that comes sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes what Ted said, (laughs) not always with a 10th step, but ultimately what gets me out of, out of myself is, uh, is that last part. So I will, you know, I like, I will try to always tell people, uh, I mean, especially people that I know that haven't done this for long, like sponsees, mm-hmm. um, to to remember that part. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very important. I thought about that earlier, I don't know, like 10 minutes ago. I was like, how long is it going to take us to mention that you need, you're supposed to end this by helping someone? <laughs> by thinking but that's because, of someone you know. I, yeah. 
like I, I, it's it's just it's easy to forget because that that part of where you're uh, praying and you're discussing it with someone, it already feels like so much right. that it's easy to skip this last part, Absolutely. which I, yeah, mm. yeah. So the the only thing that well the the only thing that I have left and that comes to my mind with Ted's prompt here is sort of just like a practical piece for someone who's new at hearing inventory. So let's say that you're like just starting out in sponsorship or whatever, right? Um, and this is just personal experience that I have had um, and being new in that role. Um, so I think about the like the first person who I had sponsored who had actually gotten to 10, 11, and 12 and was like actually doing it, which I actually thought, I thought about last night and I just thought about like how absolutely grateful I am to have had that person in my life to still have them in my life and how incredibly like, it's just gratitude. It's just gratitude to like watch someone do that thing and get into it and and have watched them be terrified to like approach people for sponsorship and meetings but still (laughs) fucking do it still do it and like looking back in hindsight and remember like watching this guy like be all squirrely and weird and anxious in meetings about like approaching people but still do it you know uh because of the process building you up for the next part of the process like because of how this thing works and it's fucking magic right so like when Mm. i first got to that place i was like well what the fuck do i do when this guy calls me with like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) like i I don't you know because my sponsor has a way of like um i'll call him with inventory and it's just it's it's like it's like he's this goes back to the time thing. He's been doing this so consistently for so long, specifically with 10, that, like, this dude is, like, like when he calls me with a 10-step and he reads me inventory, I feel like I get off the phone. <laughs> this is the most selfish shit ever. I get off the phone and I'm like, God damn, that dude does really good inventory. I feel like a fucking slouch, dude. My inventory sucks, dude. This guy, I'm like, I've got, like, inventory envy. Um... But so practical advice. We're giving advice. This is the question from Ted. I'm doing the thing <laughs> <we go>. that <laughs> the whole thing was about not doing. My advice to someone who is new to hearing 10 steps um, comes from when I first started hearing them. And what I did was I was on the phone and I literally got a notebook out in front of me. And as this guy is talking to me and he is you know, spilling his guts about all this inventory. He's like, okay, so this one bucket over here is this thing. And then I got this bucket and then there's a third bucket and I'm literally like writing down, okay, bucket number one, (laughs) there's all these buckets. Um, I'm making notes, right? Um, this is what I was doing. This is a part of what I did to learn how to do this. Now, do I make notes today? Not unless somebody calls me with like a mini fucking fifth step, right? For a 10 step. Cause they haven't done 10 steps in five weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really helpful for me to like organize my thoughts when I was like still actively, like, you know, my brain chemistry was getting back to normal. You know, I mean, I was at this point, like just months sober with this guy. Um, 
I'm not in any spiritual hilltop, and I'm not, as evidenced by this being the first person who was actually doing tens, I'm not in a place where I have a lot of experience hearing ten steps. So, like, for me, I took it really practical. It's like, let me take notes as this person speaks. Let me really be engaged in listening to what they're saying. Um, not so that I can go, okay, so with the job, clearly they're not treating you well. Like you need to assert yourself, you know, so I'm not so that I'm going back and like giving point by point advice, but so that for me, I can look at this and be like, okay, here's everything that was covered. Like if, if nothing else, here's everything that this guy just said. And, and here are the things that he saw in his fourth column. Here are the things, uh, you know, the self reliance pieces in the fear inventories and looking back at that I could see like okay so did you consider this or like you know who were you thinking of with this resentment um, and I can kind of go back and and piecemeal it so that I don't get overwhelmed trying to solve this guy's fucking problems so that I'm focused mm-hmm. on what the inventory was what it may be uh, was missing and he, where he could use a little help with that fourth column and a resentment and then where what we can do to parse out some pieces that we can take into an 11th step and then another place where my sponsor <laughs> makes me feel shitty <laughs> not not yeah anyway um, is <laughs> ending that I used to be way better about this is what I'm saying uh, ending that call by saying alright great yeah you know so take this forward into like a six and seven kind of thing and, you know, turn your thoughts to somebody you can help, you know, go for it. Sit, sit with God, take some time with God, reflect on what we just did, you know, seven step prayer, launch into action, thinking of somebody else. Right. And the reason I bring Mm -hmm. up my sponsor again is because my sponsor still after years and years ends like every 10 step call that I do with him that way. And it's another point where I'm like, God damn, God damn it! You're good with ten. I'm just like, I feel, I feel, I feel. If you're listening to this, you make me feel like I'm bad at ten. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but I think that this is a big thing where it's like, I had someone who I, who who I I very much love and care for, who I sponsor, call me just this week, and it's like the fourth conversation we've had where he is like physically sick. And it's the fourth time where I've been like, just as a friend, just friend to friend, like, oh, have you gone to a doctor? And he's just like, no. And I'm just like, this is one of these things (laughs) with the inventory where I'm like, like, oh, okay, I got to step out and I got to go, look, just friend to friend. This is not AA stuff. Like, yeah, is there a reason you're not going to the doctor? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, and then, you know, judging from whatever his response to that might be, maybe that goes back into some stuff we could do more inventory on. And now we're back in an AA capacity. Right. So there is sort of some wiggle room here, I think. And I think it goes back to what we talk to talk to often, which is dealing with what's in front of you instead of having a broad overreaching. Like, here's how I deal with this 100 percent of the time with everyone. Yeah. You have to you have to listen. Also, is what you're, I take from that. Where it's like you can't just be like, "Well, I did a I took a, fee, a fear call 
two weeks ago and the way that I handled it was fine. So I'm just going to do exact, say exactly the same thing. Yeah. I'm Amen. sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's uh, I think, uh, Ted, you said, you said that, uh, somewhere where we were talking about how we approach not people for sponsorship, but when we're actually sitting with that person in already, you know, like in this setting where this contract is already established and we're going through the steps and sort of we were, we were, you know, uh, talking about the way we approach them as in, is this just another person, whatever, a sponsee, you know, mm -hmm. like a nameless, just another like one right. <laughs> or is this actually a, a real life person that i'm sitting across from so like when i when i started sponsoring i i like i stuck militantly to the book because i was just so fucking terrified i'm going to kill them <laughs> yeah. with what i was doing and like i was completely unsure and i didn't know how this worked and i had just like i just did step 11 a week before that or i don't know like 10 days before that so i would be really trying to steer clear of getting into personal mm -hmm. stuff and and talking about personal uh issues and just sticking to the book mm -hmm. but i have found with a little bit more practice <laughs> that <clears throat> there's like a line that you need to walk that i need to walk as a sponsor where i'm not shutting people off if they want to tell me stuff but i'm not going so much into the book that it just <clears throat> doesn't matter who they are some people there's it takes a bit of it but it only it's only practice it only comes with practice it takes a bit of like flexibility to you know get to that point where you're okay with people talking for 10 minutes about something unrelated <laughs> right uh this was a wonderful topic john i'm so pleased to have uh been again to be with the two of you specifically like fuck yes agreed um uh, i hope people find this helpful uh it's not well, i think it was great because this isn't something that there's instruct really to my mind i don't think clear-cut instructions in you know, working with others about this. Mm. So, uh, I hope people mm. find this helpful and, um, fuck. Yeah. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah. You guys want to do it? So like, cool. Meet up in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is reset. Are we, is this, a, I mean, <clears throat> is I this was, American sense of humor? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I was legit going to text you before this and be like, you want to just do one with Leia too, right after it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's I'm funny. like, you guys have lives to get to, I'm sure. Uh, do you want to say like a whole goodbye ending thing, or you already did that? Thanks, yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> goodbye. I don't know. Y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. All you are. All y'all. There, there it is. is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> has been a podcast greater than yourself a podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics 
All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.